Hi, who's calling? Hey, this here's Kyle up in Maine. Hey, man. What's going on? Dude, I got to say something about Juggalos, first of all. They're terrible people. Their music is horrible. <laughs> but they do uh, absolutely donate a lot of stuff to charity. Um, so why would you say yeah, they're terrible know, people I, if they I mean, donate money to charity? In, in, the battle, in the battle between Juggalos versus Nazis, the Juggalos win. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. They should be made illegal because they're horrible. <laughs> what about, what about, what about deadheads? Dirty, skeevy, skeevy people. What about deadheads? <laughs> Man, the guy you got in studio or whatever running for Republican uh, Congress talking about ac accountability and government that's funny <laughs> oh you're on a roll today oh man oh, what a joke dude <laughs> that's a good one. Oh wow oh man so but, you, uh, do you have any questions guys, i'm looking forward to the freedom rally i'm going to be sitting on a solventless extractions panel hopefully yelling at people on the main stage rest in peace mickey martin mike you're friggin' awesome dude do i get to and, meet uh, you i'm so excited now you've never met kyle uh, wait yeah, oh wait I see, i've met you before hi oh Jesus my god Christ. <laughs> is this charlie baker yeah, I, did, I think i met you once. Yeah, we totally met. I know who this is now. Ah. Do you have any yep, questions for yep. Do you have any questions for uh, uh, the, the guest, John? I know you just uh, threw no, that. I, I care very little for what swine like that say or think. Ooh. Oh, he hasn't even been elected yet. <laughs> oh. Man, he wants he wants to legalize marijuana completely on the federal level. Oh, you can't hang up. <sighs> Do you hang up? Troll. Oh. That was not a ringing endorsement. Oh. <laughs> well, it's, we he's okay. Wrong, he, it's he like lives a Baba in Maine. We, we got tons of phone calls. This is like on the Baba Booey line. <laughs> I can't <laughs> love it. Like, that was yeah. an epic call. Yeah, that was Kyle, really good. It was a little almost of a line and rude to our guest, but I love like, it. It was, pretty it was pretty funny. Like, so everybody has a right to their opinion. There you go. And Carly Lloyd's going to be kicking field goals for this team. Now we're live. Mike Crawford here, Young Jerks. Welcome to the show. We opened up with a clip from our friend Elmo, Kyle Correa, who uh, passed away this week unexpectedly. Uh, we're doing a remembrance for him today. He was a uh, supporter of the show, someone who actually used to work on the show. But that, that was uh, one of the most memorable moments for me, a phone call where uh, Kyle <laughs> called uh, John Hugo, who was running for U.S. Congress at the time, a swine. And later we found out that John Hugo was uh, the guy behind the Straight Pride Parade. So uh, there you go. We had to play that. We're going to take phone calls today, too, um, on Elmo. If you want to call in, 617-702-2542. Elmo was a great guy. He was a veteran. Uh, he was someone who uh, believed in medical cannabis and often gave it to people for free, especially people who were suffering, cancer patients. He was someone that uh, provided education. Um I'm going to miss him. I know a lot of people are going to miss him. We've heard a lot online, so we'll definitely take your calls today if you want to call in on that, 617-702-2542. We also have a guest live in the studio, like we, all, we usually do. Uh, it was funny listening back to that clip, too, and kind of how our shows changed a little bit. We used to be a little more wild and crazy, but uh, I, I like this show, and I like the old show, too. I liked listening to that clip. The show sounded good back then in a different way, but... Uh, Today we have a guest in studio. Uh, she's the co-chair of A Better Cambridge. It's an organization in the city of Cambridge, Massachusetts, that deals with affordable development. Her name is Becca Schofield. Yeah, you got it. Welcome. And Thanks yeah, I'm for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. I guess you're, I'm guessing, you're also a resident in Cambridge, is that correct? I, so I'm not. Oh, you're not? No. Did you live in Cambridge at one point? I grew up in Cambridge. Okay. Um, yeah, I... So my folks are still there. So you're um, like me. You're a former resident of Cambridge. Former resident, yeah. So I, I grew up Cambridge Public Schools, 
moved back in with my folks after college, um, moved to Somerville, now I live in Brighton. Um, Cambridge is expensive. Oh, wicked. (laughs) I mean, who can afford to live in Cambridge? That's kind of the problem, right? Yeah, it's wicked expensive. Um, but I do, I work at an affordable housing nonprofit in the city. So I still, you know, I'm definitely a part of the housing conversation in Cambridge locally. Um, try to stay involved in local politics. Like it's, it's where my heart is. I, I love it there. I care a lot about how it's, how it's changing, how it's growing. So. And tell us about a better Cambridge. What, cause at one point I was kind of digging on this org. I thought they were a, a certain way. And then I'm realizing, I'm like, mm. wow, I think I was wrong. I think I'm completely wrong on this. And I'm often wrong. A better Cambridge. Tell us about this organization. What, what it, it does. Can I ask what you thought? Well, well, when I saw the slates, like I, you know, there was like some people thought it was pro development a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and you look at it now and you realize, wow, no, this is an organization that actually is being smart like i i look at the zoning issue okay yeah and i'm like totally with you i'm like wow like this makes sense like we need to build more units so it's not about me you know i, I just yeah. think i, I want to hear more about a better cambridge that's what sure I sure so i think you know a lot of the history of a better cambridge is supporting projects that allow housing to be in the city that people need like it's when we're talking about how expensive housing is um we're talking about how it's hard to access for a lot of people part of the solution and just part of it but part of the solution is being able to build more and we're advocating for not just more housing broadly but more housing that's affordable more housing that's affordable for working class people middle income folks and it's you know, we we have people moving in the city all the time. We have a lot of jobs there. It's it's a great economy. We're really lucky to be there. But the reason, a reason that housing is so expensive is because there's not enough of it. So our, our kind of platform and approach to that problem is that we just, you know, we need to start building more housing for more people so that folks that want to live in the city can can afford it can have that see access. i think part of my i will go back to being i think yeah. part of my problem is you know with a, a lot of the other um developments let's say mm. where you're talking like the mega developments and we heard a lot on the debate about that that sure. those units would raise the cost you know gentrify the area which we see right and it's also like the other side would say well we need to build more units so how do you you know, there's a demand. And, and so that was kind of the debate. And so when you guys came out, like you're, you, I want to talk about this. There's a zoning, a Cambridge zoning yeah. change to allow density for 100% affordable units. Yeah. And you guys are the ones like pushing this behind this. Yeah, 100%. From the beginning, to me, we've been really like, excited. Yeah. This makes total sense yeah. to me. Explain what that is and, and where it is at. And because th- that to me, we need to build. We definitely yeah. need to build. And we don't need more uh, luxury units that right. people can have as an investment property. Totally. We need, for, you know, housing for everybody. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And I think first, just off the bat, the demand isn't going away. And because housing is a market economy, like it's a, it's a market good. It's capitalism, right? Like people are going to pay a lot of money for housing and then they get to live wherever they want. There are a lot of people that get left out of that. Um, the idea for the affordable housing overlay came several years ago now. Um, just one of many options for, you know, 
how do we start to address this problem in the city of Cambridge, the affordability crisis, um, housing crisis just broadly. And I think that affordable housing developers um, just have so much trouble competing on the market. You're going to, if it's going to be affordable, you're going to get a lower rent, right? So you can pay less for a property, um, an existing building, a site. And market rate developers who buy that property are expecting that they're going to get much higher rents or it's going to be a condo conversion. They're going to cash out there. So for an affordable housing developer to compete with those market rate developers, is it becomes impossible. Um, plus, the, due to the cost. Due it's, to the it's, cost. It's expensive yeah, yeah, to yeah. build, too, especially in Massachusetts. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's expensive to build. And when you know you're not getting that much in rent, you can pay less for a property. So for an affordable housing developer, especially a nonprofit that doesn't have equity up front, that has to go to the state, local government for all this financing. Um, you know, and, and that's what keeps properties affordable for a long time is is the public subsidy on it and, and those restrictions. So when we started thinking about this problem of you want affordable housing developers to have an option, just an option to build more in Cambridge, um, the density boost that the affordable housing overlay provides will let let that developer it gives them just a little more flexibility. Like they can pay more for the site. They know they're going to be able to build more units. They know they're going to have more flexibility in the zoning. Um, that'll let them build a good project in the context of the neighborhood, but just with a, a little more um, gives them an edge over that market rate developer and and lets them compete for a site. So we we really care about that and think it's a it's a good first step towards addressing the crisis and where is this currently within the city of cambridge mm. like what have they voted against it are they still looking at it they're still looking at it so they um they didn't vote against it in the fall and it's it's still kicking and what a better cambridge action fund which is technically separate but um, um worked really hard to you know help elect candidates that supported the overlay essentially who are they um, like who are the ones that were supporting uh, mark yeah former mayor mark mcgovern exactly yeah so we had a slate of nine um and six of them were elected so it's former mayor mark mcgovern current mayor sambal siddiqui um mm-hmm. denny simmons jeevan sabrina wheeler um alana mallon i don't know how many of all the ones I like so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, yeah. No, and, and we also, um, Tim Toomey, um, we endorse people that, that didn't get elected also, but I think that of all of the slates for local, you know, kind of housing advocacy organizations or just community organizations broadly, like we were, we were what about very Quentin? successful. Quentin's off that list. He seems like Quentin's he's a guy. That, you know, I think he, and this is kind of at the, crux of what I think is important to talk about with wanting to build build more housing or not. I think Quinton talks a lot about climate change, You're sustainability. Right. That's what I was wondering. Um, and to us in a better Cambridge, building more densely in a city is part of, is, is it it's a way to address the climate crisis. Like people drive less. That's right. Less people, sprawl. Less, less urban sprawl. sprawl. Totally. So is that his hang up? Is the environmental issue of came you know to Cambridge by building too much? Is that kind of like his? He's pushing back on it. Has he pushed back? Like, do you have that indication? He's, he said he doesn't want to build at all. Yeah. Um, and I think that that my personal belief and and a, what a better Cambridge has kind of said more broadly is that 
that will only make housing more expensive right. and that'll only price people out and that'll only make it harder and harder for people that really care about living in the city that have a history there, that have family there, that, yep. you know, have roots there. Like it'll just make it harder and harder. I, for I'm smiling right now because yeah. I love Quentin. Uh, Quentin, we're talking about uh, Cambridge City Council of Quentin Sondervan. And I finally found an issue that we don't agree on. And I can't wait to have yeah. him back on the show to have a little mini debate with Quentin, Quentin on this because I do like him a lot. I th- and, and I think he's I think he's well-intentioned. And I agree with a lot of what he says, right. you know, and in, in my day job, like we work really hard to build green, sustainable and affordable housing. And it's possible it's worthwhile to spend the time and energy doing that research and doing that kind of due diligence to you know good building envelope green materials like but but density is is part of that absolutely less travel less driving back and forth yeah and dude i moved to brighton i had to buy a car that's right no buses in my neighborhood <laughs> no it's true um there's a uh i think his name's jesse jesse on sure. Twitter. Yep. um who has you know been a representative for a better Cambridge? He talks about yimbyism a lot. Yeah, I know what NIMBY. I think if people don't know what NIMBYism, and that's not in my backyard. That's mm-hmm. when you're against anything new in your backyard in your neighborhood. What is yimbyism all about? Are you, yes, are in you my part backyard. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think a better Cambridge it like does identify with the YIMBY movement for sure. Um, but I also think you know back to kind of your earlier point the yimby movement has been thought of as you know very development oriented like just a bunch of developers trying to get their projects passed through zoning and it's you know i think at a better cambridge we like to qualify that a little bit um we want to build more you know as i've talked about a lot like we think it's important to have more housing supply and a range of housing types so we do want to kind of fine tune what yes in my backyard means it's not any housing all the time it's not luxury housing forever yeah. it's a lot of different types of housing for a lot of different people that are going to need it if they want to stay That's in the right. city this reminds me of the cannabis debate because oh, yeah? we have lots of nimby people that come out and when we go to cities and towns and uh advocate for cannabis and you know even us on the cannabis side now too, some of us have like come out against some of the developments because mm. we don't like them. Like, and it's not that we're against cannabis. Yeah. So I think it maybe we should maybe even change it to smart in my backyard. Like yeah. we, we want good deals for everybody. That's yeah. what we want. We want to see, you know, development that cuts down on sprawl and that, and, you know, includes the community and that is a win-win. Yeah. I mean, it's, I will say in as much as, you know, we really need housing and I don't want to knock on any project. A, a development that has, you know, one for one parking, <laughs> it's, that's not an efficient use of space. It's not a green building. That's like going to have a bad carbon footprint and be hard to maintain. And not, like, if there's a development that I don't think is being done right, I'm not going to go out and support Support it it. like a development is an opportunity to build good durable sustainable housing units in a city for a lot of different people so i i just yeah i think i think it's important to acknowledge that any new project or any preservation project is is an opportunity to do good housing and that's what we care about definitely uh phone number again 617-702-2542 if you want to call in uh especially anyone who wants to call in Mm -hmm. and and talk about Elmo today. We could use your support. It, it was tough finding out about it, you know. 
Um, yeah, 617-702-2542. Uh, maybe you want to talk about housing with Becca. We have an expert here in the city of Cambridge about affordable housing. You have questions for her? Or maybe you want to talk about what we, Brian and I, have been talking about like mostly all day, which is the coronavirus. <laughs> how we're not doing an award show this year. We're going to do, like last year, we had our big uh, fifth anniversary show, an award show with Tito Jackson and Nika Alugato. It was amazing. It was, uh, who else did we have? Shalene Title. Shalene was there. Monica uh, Cannon-Grant. Yep, yep. Calvin Feliciano. Uh, Stephen Bobby Mandilli, Nuggs. Bobby Nuggs. I mean, we had, like, it was amazing. It was. But, it was. and we were hoping to do something maybe in the spring or the fall here, but, uh, I mean, geez, who wants to plan an event right now and put out money? and risk people's you know well-being and the stress of us so we're holding off like a lot of people a lot of things are getting canceled i think people uh need to take this seriously i know a lot of people are like oh, i don't believe the media i don't believe there's any it's a hoax <laughs> we got a president that's not doing the right thing on this this needs to be contained this is a very I, i'm telling you this is serious this is a lot more serious than people believe um we're worried. I'm worried. So if you want to talk about that today or the election, we never talk about national politics, but it's we were gone last week and it's been a busy couple of weeks. A it lot of been. Bernie yeah. people are upset. Yep. A lot of people uh, are like me and going to vote for any Democrat. Uh, if you want to be on either side of that, you want to call in today. Go ahead. This is a good show for it. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. All right. Um, I'm Mike Crawford. I'm the host. And again, we're with uh, Becca Schofield who is the co-chair of A Better Cambridge. Do you have a website and all that? Face? Yeah, bettercambridge.org. There you go. And you have a Facebook <laughs> page that I followed as yeah, well. Yeah, we got, we got Facebook, we got Twitter. Um, a lot of other people are active on those things. I am less so, personally. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing for but you. But delegating. Trust in the team. Yeah, if I didn't have our little media show and our you know midnightmass.substack.com, our website... Uh, to promote, I, I think I probably wouldn't be on there today either. It's uh, better for you not to be on there. Yeah. I like to take pictures of cool buildings we're, we're watching, and that's that's kind of the extent of, of my social media these days. But Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and so um, a better Cambridge, we're talking about the Cambridge zoning change to allow density mm -hmm. for 100% affordable units, 100% affordable developments. Is this existing anywhere locally nationally is this like the first of this does this happen already oh, man it's a great question it so to my knowledge it is the only national proposal of its kind there are other cities that have eliminated single family zoning which is similar um minneapolis is is a recent example um and i think it's and, and and that's really I think that's really important to talk about. Zoning has just done terrible things to our communities. It's like redlining has this history of disenfranchising so many people, disinvesting in so many neighborhoods, and this affordable housing overlay, I mean, it's it's just a small piece of the puzzle, but the intent is that it's citywide that all of those boundaries between, you know, what Brattle Street looks like and what East Cambridge looks like are going to start to fade because we want people to be able to build a little denser in the neighborhoods that don't have that yet. Um, that gives more people more access to those resources. We care about that. Um, we don't want to say you 
can't live here. It's that right. doesn't feel fair or equitable or any of the things that we, we go for in a progressive and inclusive city like Cambridge. That's, that's the goal. Have you had any pushback in Cambridge that you see like a visible? Oh, opposition? sure. Yeah. A ton. Where, Absolutely. Where, I mean, is it coming just from the environmental people or is it coming from people who just don't want to see it? None of it from the environmental okay. people. Um, and I, I guess certain except Quinton. Okay, <laughs> um, exactly. You know, I think, yeah, it's certain neighborhoods. Um, it's West Cambridge. It's a lot of, yeah, you, you it's, it's a lot of some, homeowners. Yeah, it's homeowners. people that say, people you know, now. this is the city that we bought into. This is the zoning that we're counting on. And we would just say, you know, like you bought your property and nothing is changing at your house. Like that's your parcel. That's your, yeah, sure. Um, but cities change and the need changes and the economy changes and the market definitely changes. So we need to adapt to that. Um, try to take care of more people here. So that's, that's a lot of the pattern we see is that, you know, people that have been in Cambridge that own property that don't want, their their zone to change don't want that city that they bought into 30 40 years ago whenever um to shift and well i well i understand i i also think that's that's not the way to grow a community and that's not the way to be inclusive definitely we see this everywhere and mm-hmm. there's a, we were on, up on the North Shore. There's a big oh, sure. uh, controversy about a nursing home going in really elderly housing yeah What's it's, the controversy? Just the uh, size of the thing. building? Yeah, they don't want a, more traffic. They don't want more, you know, more development. It's, uh, it's yeah, you got to take care of your people. Especially, you know, it, they have the geography on their side. There's only a couple roads in and out. Uh, 617-702-2542. I don't want to talk too much about where I live. We, we're talking about Cambridge <laughs> right now. A better Cambridge where a lot of people want to live. A lot of people mm-hmm. do live there, but uh, more people want to live there. We're talking about affordable development. Now, you have this uh, zoning change to allow d- density for 100% affordable units. Yeah. You're in uh, Somerville. Have they talked about this or Boston? Have they considered? Um, Somerville and Boston, I, as far as I know, Boston has not talked about it. Um, Somerville maybe has. I, I'm not plugged into those local politics in the same way, but I, I think that inclusionary zoning is is a first step there and somerville recently did that um so essentially and and boston is is looking at their inclusionary zoning policy and and how it's gonna hopefully grow um essentially what cambridge has had since i believe 2015 is 20 percent inclusionary zoning um for any development that's over 10 12 units so it's i think that's a really important policy that helps create affordable units in the, in the market sphere that said it's it's not enough um so the affordable housing overlay is for 100 percent affordable projects at 80 percent of area income or below so area median income is kind of how we we tag things as affordable and then restrict them so you know units that are funded through the state or federal loan housing tax credit program are 60% area median income or below. So this is 80%. It's, it's a little, you know, more, more. inclusive. Um, but it's, I mean, we just, we need a lot of that. We need housing that's restricted at, at a lot of these different income tiers. And the affordable housing overlay, I think, 
an important piece. It's it's a hundred percent because otherwise, you know, you can cross subsidize whatever and, and developer I think I, I understand the fear that developers would distort that. Um so we, we care about a hundred percent affordable affordable development starting to kind of chip away at the inequity now mm, between yeah. market rate development just so outpacing affordable development. I think it's, I think it's so sense. smart. I like yeah. this. So we're talking about awesome. a, a proposal to to do a citywide Cambridge zoning overlay to change the way the zoning done right now so that developers w- would allow greater density for a hundred percent affordable units. Makes sense, total sense. Um, this is something that I think every city in town should start looking at. Um, I want to hear what people think. No one's called in. We, we've every week <laughs> our phones have been ringing off the hook, right, Murph? Yeah, yeah, today yeah it's, it's like it's no one's. It's man, people care about housing, though, right? Yeah, six one seven seven zero two two five four two. We have a lot of listeners. We we see the numbers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's about Elmo. I don't know if people are enjoying the sunlight or. Maybe they didn't set their clocks ahead. Oh, uh, uh, Maybe they're yeah. mad at me because I bagged on Bernie too much. I don't know. <laughs> Some people got mad. I don't know. You know, you I vote. do want to hear more about what you have to say about national politics. Oh, no. No. <laughs> we try to keep that off unless someone calls in and wants to start. 617-702-2542. Hey, I voted. I'll tell you, I voted for Elizabeth Warren. All right. So. Me too. Same here. I'm, and I'm not crying that she's out of the race, all right? I think that she did a lot. I, and I think if people that didn't vote for her, too, would say she did a lot to further the progressive yeah. conversation, which, you know, matters from any angle. Yeah, I'm so. proud of my vote. 617-702-2542 if you want to call in. Weigh in on anything. I expected some Elmo calls today, too. I don't know. Yeah. You, Murph? I, I did. I yeah. did. Um but Is our phone line not working? Uh, no, the phone phones no. are phones are up and running. People are afraid. Bring, I don't bring know. it on. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, uh, could have been that we took a week off and everybody got new phones in that time. Well, and maybe didn't, I, didn't you know a lot of the, the calls too lately have been the cannabis issue. And, yeah, and we kind of like not doing it as much this week, or, and even like we've been doing it for so long. I think maybe people are sick of talking about. It. They don't want to call in and, and bring up cannabis when we're talking about housing. That's what I think it is. Here's a call. See, <laughs> who's on the line right now? Hello, who's there? Yeah, nobody's here. This is Elmo. Elmo's on the line. He's 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 haunting us right now. <laughs> All right, we'll let him go. I don't know. Hello. Oh, oh, there they are. Who's this? What's up? Who who's this? Who's is this? This is, this is Ed D'Souza. I was What's gonna going say, on? is this Big Ed or Little Ed? But you're big too. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you can take your pick. You know what? I'm. Uh, I wanted to call in. I've been listening to the show and everything, and uh, I appreciate your guest. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and give a salute to Elmo. I mean, he was really. He was. Uh, he's going to be missed. Yeah, it's 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 really sad. Uh, I I mean, it's for me. It's difficult to talk to talk about. Honestly, he's a young guy. Helped a lot of patients. How, tell us about your relationship with Elmo, Ed. Yeah, not only that, people forget that he was a veteran. He yeah, went overseas right. and, uh, and fought for us. Yeah, he did. Uh, did you want to say anything else more about him? I just want to say for anybody who's willing to, uh, you know, just pay tribute, I'm, headed, I'm actually on my way down to the Summit Lounge, and uh, we're going to burn one for Elmo. Good. 
And uh, Ed, I, I, since you're calling in, I want to congratulate you because it seems like you're moving ahead with your finally with your cannabis application. Is that correct? It is. It is. But you know what, Mike? I told you all the time. I mean, I'm fighting for other businesses as well, and we need to have more businesses licensed in this state so that uh, kind of like your subject tonight on affordable housing, we need affordable medication. That's right. And until we have small businesses licensed, we're never going to see the uh, grand price drop to an affordable rate that people can uh, enjoy. That's right. Um, are you worried about this coronavirus? Like, knee can is coming up. Are you worried about, like, going there or not going there? You know what? When you meet a lot of people, you always take the risk of something. This is the latest thing to go around. Uh, I don't know whether or not to buy into the... Uh, the craze of running out. My wife went uh, grocery shopping today. She couldn't find toilet paper. So I don't know how toilet paper plays into it. I, mean, I understand the hand sanitizer and stuff, but uh, you know, I, I wouldn't go that overboard. I mean, you just got to do what your mom taught you. Wash your hands, wash behind your ears. You should be good. And uh, any question for our guests, too? Anything on, on the housing you want to ask or comment on? Uh, housing, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to say that affordable housing is always going to be an issue because of the capitalistic uh, approaches that people take towards real estate. Um, I used to work in Boston for a, uh, a nonprofit that dealt a lot with the gentrification that was going on in Boston. And I just commend uh, what you're doing, and hopefully you're able to find a way to get people the type of housing they need at an affordable rate so that they can continue to do things that they need to for their family to uh, progress. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, and it's, you know, I, there are a lot of, we're, we're really lucky in Massachusetts, despite how expensive it is. There are a lot of nonprofits um, that are just doing great work trying to keep people housed, trying to build more. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks for hey, your part in that. I, I, I would much rather see somebody in affordable housing and stuck in the motels that, you know, stick you uh, down you know, over mm -hmm. by Soldier's Field Road. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent. But, uh, you know, keep up the good work, Mike. Thanks for allowing me to uh, send a shout out to Elmo and uh, be good, everyone. Thank you, Ed. All right. That was Ed D'Souza. My name is Mike Crawford. This is the Young Jerks, and we have a guest, Becca Schofield, co-chair of a Better Cambridge in studio. Uh, we're also taking your phone calls. We just uh, missed another call, so if you want to call back, 617-702-2542, call. This is your your moment to get through. Everyone says they they we didn't take their call every week, right? Every week. And <laughs> this week, it's wide open, and like I, I don't know how many people said they were going to call. Ed's the first one of them to yeah. actually make the call. Yeah. So, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Who's on the phone right now? Hi, it's Michelle. Michelle, do you have your, uh, oh, you turned it down. Good. No, I can still hear what? myself in the background. Are you, are you still listening to the live stream while, while you make this call? No, I turned it down. All right, cool. So uh, this is Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Mullet. Oh, cool. I was just on the show a couple weeks ago. Yes. What's up? You're running for office, right? Yeah. We're really excited to have you uh, calling in. This is awesome that you're listening. This is Michelle Mellett. She's running uh, for state rep. Am I right on that? I remember correctly, right? Absolutely. I'm running for state representative in the 20th Middlesex District, which is the towns of Reading, North Reading, Linfield, and Middleton. 
Awesome. And I I'm def- and definitely want to have you back on the show, but what do you, well, I'm sure you have some comments today. So what, what do you got for us? Yeah, I had a couple things because it seemed like you guys were like, well, first of all, thanks for talking to um, Becca about housing. I think that's really important in this election cycle. But also I wanted to connect it back to when you just had um, activist Armani White on the show, right? And he um, just won his election to the state committee. Oh, did he? Right? I, I wasn't sure about that. He did win. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm pretty sure he did. Somebody yeah. can comment if I'm wrong. But I think a whole slate of like people of color got onto that state committee. And so I wanted to ask Becca two things. One is like, when you talk about housing, um, how important is it for people like Armani White to be out there as renters as opposed to owners in the housing market? And then, so uh, I know you're kind of really focused on Cambridge, but maybe kind of zooming out and talking about housing in Massachusetts and kind of statewide policy and you what you want to see um, for the future in the next couple of years. Yeah, um, great points and questions and yeah, happy to talk about both those things. First, I, I think that, you know, ownership is is a great opportunity for for a lot of people, but it's it's still pretty exclusive and it's gonna stay that way in the state and the country for a long time. And mm-hmm. you know, being able to have renters represented is something that ABC cares a ton about. Um, Cambridge is a majority renter city and I think that just throughout the state too in Boston, there are a lot of people that are gonna rent that just can't come close to being able to purchase a home. So we really need to take care of them and have them represented in a whole bunch of different types of government and and spaces, um, just not just in the state and not just locally, just across the country, understanding that home ownership isn't and can't be accessible for a lot of people that still really need a voice. Um, I'll also say, so while a better Cambridge is focused uh, on local politics in a lot of ways, we we're definitely paying attention to what other cities and towns are doing and what's going on at the state level in terms of, you know, something like Charlie Baker's housing choice proposal. So it's, you know, there there are a lot of layers to that, <laughs> that policy proposal, but just broadly, mm-hmm. it's it does enable zoning reform and it enables cities and towns to make more zoning choices themselves without needing a super majority in city council. So I think that flexibility is really important, um, understanding what types of housing cities and towns need and, and giving them a little more space to make those decisions them kind of independently. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, statewide stuff like a transfer fee um, is is an important proposal to think through, kind of how it's how it'll benefit the market, how it could potentially impact renters in a negative way, whatever, whatever other layers. <laughs> Are you talking about like the uh, fee that the city city of Boston is proposing for like that high? Yeah. So there, there are a lot of, one. and Somerville's gotten real far with this too. To. Um, and there are actually, I think maybe six different proposals. Um, it, it's, I think it's a really interesting and important policy. I think that regulating what people can pay for housing is, is kind of important you know when right absolutely yeah i mean when you can just get outbid right by whoever wherever um who has cash up yeah front, i mean it, it happens really to hard. me yeah oh yeah how yeah. so well i mean i used to live in cambridge um my husband was working at a law firm in cambridge and um after you know we had one baby but then when the second one came we're in this little apartment 
you start looking for houses and it's right. just like absurd. Oh, yeah. And then if you do find something that's like kind of affordable, someone shows up with like money, you know, <laughs> five hundred crap yeah. cash. Yeah. Like yeah. what? You just have five hundred thousand laying yeah. around? Yeah. Like who are these people? Whenever so that's why yeah. yeah. When every house goes for so far over asking, like that's, you know, that's a problem. And I think that they're just, Mm -hmm. again, like housing choice, um, Governor Baker's proposal actually is pretty comprehensive. And I think we'll do a lot to help address just local restrictions to how we can make choices about what our markets look like. Um, And yeah, I mean. We, we want to be able to get a little more control back over our market. I think that's that's really important to providing better access for folks. Well, cool. Well, thanks for talking to me. And also, uh, I just want to leave one note. I know Ayanna Presley is, a, and I've also signed on to, like, Homes Guarantee, which treats housing as a human right and not a commodity. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hang up, but I, I hope you could talk a little bit more about that. Definitely. Thank you, Michelle. Okay. Thanks okay. for calling. Thanks. Awesome. I like Michelle a lot. She was uh, great on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, she's running for state rep. And do you know about what she was talking about? Ayanna Presley, the home guarantee? No, I don't. I don't know much about it. Um, I, I'll look it up after this. I wrote it down. <laughs> so we, we both don't know enough about it, Michelle. That we Maybe we should have kept Michelle on to tell us about it. Maybe she'll call back. But we have some other calls, too, that want uh, in. I could hear the phone ring. 617-702-2542 if you want to call in. Uh, maybe you want to talk about housing. Uh, the coronavirus, the elections, um, or Kyle Correa, uh, Elmo, uh, doing a remembrance for him today as well. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. We're with Becca Schofield. She is the co-chair of an organization called Better Cambridge. And uh, one of the things that they're really supporting, pushing right now, is this Cambridge zoning change to allow density for 100% affordable units. I really like this. I really support it. Um, it's got me excited. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Thanks uh, for we, getting the word out. It's yeah, we we need all the support we can get because it's gotta gotta pass in. It makes sense, and I want to hear more about what you're talking about the housing choice. But we have another call too. So who's on the line right now? Hey, Mike. It's Grant. How you doing? Good. How you doing today, Grant? I'm all right. I uh, was really enjoying the conversation uh, about housing that you'd been having with Becca, but I uh, just wanted to call in and just take a few quick seconds to to say goodbye to Elmo, if you don't mind. No, I love that. Um, It's been a hard couple days uh, for me. Um, I'm a disabled medical cannabis patient, for those who don't know. And um, there's a a guy in the cannabis community, uh, Kyle was his first name, but we all knew him by Elmo, and he uh, passed away a few days ago unexpectedly. And he was someone that um, really defined what it was to to be in this community for the right reasons. And he would always kick down medication to patients like me or anyone who was really ill. And um, it's really hit me hard that, that he passed away. And so I just wanted to get a chance on air to say how much I miss him and, and thank you for the time, Mike. Thank you, Grant. And I, I want to mention, too, when you say kick down, that was one of his terms he used all the time. And I'm I'm both smiling and like crying because he did this like so often. And I like I I watched him on his uh, his Facebook group, the International Troll Society or whatever it was. They trolled all people like, you know, these are the guys. A lot of them are, you know, even, you know, outside the law a little bit, but they're helping patients. And and 
you know, they, they could be a trollish group if they thought you did something wrong and, and they didn't put up with bullshit. But they were the first ones to throw down every time for patients. And I saw them do this for, like, people like Brooke, where people were, like, driving around picking up donations. I mean, they just did that all the time. They would give free product. They would give basically a lot of money to help a patient with cancer or whatever it was. Like, uh, you know, Brooke has a kidney uh, a liver issue. I think it's kidneys. I'm getting confused because, you know, she needs a transplant. And so there's a lot of people with different issues that they would help out, medical conditions. And uh, I saw it with my own eyes. I mean, it, it's amazing. And he would inspire other people to kick down. And that term, kick down, uh, well, we won't drop that, will we, Grant? No, and, and I think that he set a tone for the community, not just in terms of giving back to patients and never asking for any credit. He probably actually would have kicked all our butts if we had tried to give him credit while he was still around. But he also, like you were saying, he might have been a little trollish, but he was like a litmus test for people in the community. If someone didn't like him, it was probably because they were doing something shady, and I'm really going to miss that. Thank you for calling, Grant. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You too. 617-702-2542 is our phone number. That was Grant Smith. We've had some great calls. Ed DeSouza, Michelle Mullet, Grant Smith so far. Uh, if you want to get through, we still got a little time. Don't say you tried and you missed out. You can get in. 617-702-2542. Call in now. Uh, we're with Becker uh, Schofield uh, with a Better Cambridge. We're talking about affordable housing, affordable development, uh, the Cambridge zoning uh, change that would allow more density for 100% affordable units in the city of Cambridge. Are there other uh, initiatives or things you'd like to see change that a Better Cambridge is kind of behind about housing? Yeah, we we have um, on our website, we have our 2020 policy platform. Um, but a big one that that we've been thinking a lot about is getting rid of parking minimums in the city. Um, so right now, any new development, you know, one to one, got to build parking. And for the affordable. So that's standard for any development yeah, in Cambridge right not now. Not in the affordable housing overlay, Okay. Um, which I think is important. But just generally, um, the requirement to build parking, especially in a city, I think is is outdated. Right. Where we have transit in in all sorts of ways. It's a walkable city. There are jobs locally. A lot locally. of people don't have cars. A lot of people don't have cars, especially and with Uber now. And, and <laughs> you know, in addition to the public transportation. And we and we want to support the options that aren't cars. I think that you know, in a city as congested as Boston, that really matters. And in our current, you know, global climate crisis that really matters. Um, so there, and also in terms of development and being able to build more affordable, when you have to build parking spaces as well, that increases your cost of construction, that right. increases the rents you got to charge to make, to make that pencil out. So there, it's just a lot of layers. It increases the sprawl too, which yeah. I mean, when we talk about sprawl, this is the traffic and the density and the, um, commutes and, you know, just pulls people further and further away from where they want to actually be. Yeah, we're like-minded, totally. And, and you know, when you're trading a unit for parking spaces, it's, it's a bummer. So we we think that... Especially with the future, too. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I, I love futurism. Sometimes I try to get, you know, ahead of the curve on these things. And I think uh, one of the big things about futurism right now is it's they're predicting the end of parking mm. lots. 
So why are we, I mean, because we know the self-driving cars are coming yeah. eventually. Shall be housing, right? Yeah. So why do we need so many parking spots? It's know. just, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think Councillor Zondervan would agree with that too. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, and other cities are moving. I mean, there are some developments where there are yeah. like no parking spaces. They've, they've, they want it that way. They yeah. Want, they, and they basically make people sign agreements that you're not getting a car if you live here, if you buy the unit. Right. Well, and I think, you know, street parking is, it, it doesn't cost anything. And it and we're missing out on a lot of revenue when we let people just park, park wherever all the time. We're and subsidizing. Yeah. We're subsidizing that cost. Yeah. Uh, and I drive. I mean, I have to drive right now, unfortunately. But who's on the phone right now? Hey, it's Michelle again. Oh, hey. <laughs> That'll be funny to call back. Definitely. Since, What's um, when I was on, that was the same person twice. <laughs> it's all right. So you, I think you wanted to talk about uh, Ayanna Presley. The Holmes Guarantee. Yeah, well, yeah, I did. Um, but also since you were kind of reading my mind, because I was thinking more also about, like, when you're talking about futurism, and uh, something I've been thinking about a lot is that when I talk about getting Massachusetts to 100% renewable energy, um, a, a lot of that has to do with like any kind of new builds and new buildings that go up yep. should be like net zero buildings, right. buildings with green roofs, um, buildings using like reusable uh, materials. So I was wondering how much of that, um, you know, Becca's organization is thinking about or working on. Yeah, so much. Um, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that thought. And we we absolutely think that green sustainable development is is essential um cambridge actually has a very aggressive building code and stretch code so article 22 um requires a whole bunch of specific sustainable building you know approaches that that i think are valuable so it's you know lead certifiable all these other kind of metrics um and you know, I think I think that's important. I also think we have to recognize that it increases building costs. So when we're talking oh, about course. when we're mm -hmm. talking about making housing affordable, um, we also need to acknowledge that we're asking for lower rents but higher construction costs up front in order to make these buildings better. So that I mm -hmm. definitely think we need to make our buildings better. Um, it's insulation, it's solar PV and solar thermal, it's good windows, good envelope. I'm the organization that I work for day to day is doing a passive house development. So it's 98 units near fresh pond, which we're really excited about. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, like energy costs are going to be close to zero where, you know, it's, it's heating and cooling will be from the ground. <laughs> geothermal, not geothermal. That's right. really expensive. Yeah. Um, but it'll, <laughs> it'll hold on to the hot or cool air. No sweat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's important to bring these technologies into all the developments we do in a way that um, that is thoughtful and also recognize that it's costly. And, and if that's local subsidy, if it's state subsidy, there are a lot of resources that we can use. Right. Um, but we right. Wanna... It goes back to the like mm -hmm. always people are like, well, sure, that sounds great. You want the green roofs and the solar roofs, but how are you going to pay for it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, so. and and I think we, you know, we do need some funding support locally to to kind of take those first steps until it becomes mainstream, until it becomes better. You know, pressure utility companies to kick in, to really kick, kick in. Down. Yeah, like Elmo would say. <laughs> and Michelle, what about this okay. home, homes guarantee? Because you mentioned that earlier, Ayanna Presley. We're not uh, that familiar I, with it. 
I know. Um, so it's it's basically kind of connected to this kind of future thinking where they're asking that, you know, it more like renters' rights and more of treating housing as a human right so that people aren't just automatically kicked out or, you know, they have options. Um, so that's what I've been thinking about. And there's actually a pledge out there. You can go to their website. I think it's people's action and just homesguarantee.org. Um, so people can read through that, but they kind of have like this whole thing laid out where things like, yeah, we want more public housing, but this public housing has to have like solar rooftops. And um, they're just kind of really futuristic forward thinking. And I think that's the way to go when it comes to housing and, and working class people. Definitely checking, checking that out. I love Ayanna Presley. Same. I think um, yeah. on on the state level too, like Massachusetts really does. We do a good job. Um, our you know our state Department of Housing and Community Development puts out um, it's called the Qualified Allocation Plan, it's the QAP for any state funded project. Um, there are different standards, like the different ways to get mm-hmm. points when you're applying to get public subsidy for an affordable project. And they're incorporating a lot of green building sustainability requirements um, as a way to get points in your application. So kind of giving buildings that are doing that an advantage, which which I think is really valuable. And we need that on the policy level. We also need funds to support that. Um, right. And I think one more thing, too, is just like, you know, all of us were kind of politicos and we're always thinking about mm-hmm. this and. Um, for people that are just everyday kind of in their own world and I'm working and taking care of my kids, um, where do you think people can go for like resources and more information about the stuff we're talking about? Yeah. Um, so there is, uh, CHAPA is the Citizens Housing and Planning Association. Um, and they've got a lot of great resources on housing policy and the, Mass Association of Community Development Corporations, MACDC, is another great way to learn about what different kind of local nonprofits are doing in the housing world. Um, so those are a, a couple quick go-tos. Um, but, you know, I think people are talking about housing all the time. There are, there are a lot of ways to understand, you know, what specific projects are happening and, and what different cities mm-hmm. and towns are doing. I think... Um, you know, Cambridge and Somerville do a lot of creative things. The city of Boston is is doing a lot of creative things, and just in the Metro Boston area. Um, so those are those are kind of my first thoughts on that. All right. Well, great, great talking, you guys. Great Thank talking, you. Mike. I'm sorry you're about your friend. Thank um, you, Michelle. Um. Yeah, but I'll I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for talking, you guys. Thank you for Appreciate calling. It. And good luck Bye. on everything. We Thanks. hope your campaign's kicking good. butt. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was Michelle Mullet. She's running for uh, Massachusetts State Rep, and I I do. I really like her a lot. 617-702-2542 is our phone number. Uh, We're speaking to Becca uh, Schofield from A Better Cambridge. She's the co-chair of A Better Cambridge. Uh, We've been talking about affordable development. Um, Just, you know, some other questions. I think we're, you know what, let's get back to the housing choice. Sure. Because I think that is, uh, we talked about that. Uh, Governor Baker is, is pushing some key reforms, and I, I like the sounds of this because we run into this so often on the different issues, whether it's raising the minimum wage. Mm. The city of Cambridge can't raise it because the state won't let them. It's just yeah. like the, these rules, they don't, it's like one size fits all, it doesn't work. 
what, what when, goes for Cambridge isn't good for North Adams, and you know when your costs change so much, yeah. when your economies are so different. So this yeah. makes sense um, from what you're telling me. Does it have a chance of passing at the state house? Is like Bob DeLeo looking at it? Like where, where, where what is that? What's I have, this no, no, I have idea. no idea. Um, it's and people are pretty close close-lipped about it um they're what it's close-lipped close lip? i don't, they don't know talk. they don't talk yeah it's, i know right and and state house i know state house the, yeah, place of secrecy <laughs> and i and i haven't pushed very hard on that either like that's you know i think we we're kind of trusting the process but um there have been people are focused on it and I, I think everyone acknowledges that we do have to change the way we address housing statewide um, and give cities and towns more flexibility as costs just go go wild. And, and I also, you know, for something like the affordable housing overlay, if housing choice had passed, we wouldn't have needed a supermajority on the council to do that zoning change, so we would have gotten it passed in the fall. Okay. And I think that's kind of my, my case in point of why that, that local decision-making is so important. Um, because, you know, and again, we, we worked really hard during the election to get a supermajority, and we think we can move forward. You know, as ABC's, like, our own organization, right. we hope that city councilors can, um, you know, independently and because of their own commitment to affordable housing in the city, vote this vote to approve the affordable housing overlay. Is there um, anyone that we should pressure besides Quentin, you think? I <laughs> I think that the six that were on the ABC slate um, support the overlay, and that is a supermajority, so okay. I, so I pretty good trust already. that we're all right. But one of them um, doesn't show up or gets the corona. I'll oh, man. The bed. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I... I'm so dooming gloom today. I Understandable, man. I, I think that... You know, we, again, we're trusting the process. We're going to show up to all the housing committee meetings, ordinance committee meetings, really try to push this and keep talking about why it's important because people that don't like it are going to keep showing up too. Um, so part of our job as an advocacy organization, people that really believe that are that are pro-housing, that believe in housing for all, um, we got to help people get their voices heard and, and just be present at these conversations. So... That's that's kind of our next step there, but um, you know, we without housing choice <laughs> passing at the state level, we we hope that that supermajority can get the affordable housing overlay through. I hope so. Uh, William Morley made a comment earlier. He said we are all too busy uh, watching out for coronavirus. I think he was making the comment why no one was calling in earlier. Maybe maybe people are out shopping. Yeah, that's what I was doing. For hand sanitizer? Uh, for everything. Food. Oh, our house. We've never had so much food in our house. Like We had no food last week. Now it's like. Worried about that quarantine. I've never bought in so much food myself. And then at the same time, my girlfriend also did the same thing. And I was like, oh, my God. how I had to rearrange the freezer. And yeah, it's really. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to go. Come to my house. <laughs> no, don't. Don't come to my house. My dogs will eat you. 617-702-2542. But you can call in right now if you want. We'll take a f couple more phone calls. We're almost out of time. But we're with uh, Becca Schofield. Uh, she's the co-chair of A Better Cambridge. We're talking about housing. I got a couple quick questions because sure, when yeah. we talk housing, it's like this is why I want to talk to you, you know, A Better Cambridge today because it seems like it's always like the one issue that comes up when people say housing now is rent control. Huh. And you guys have are talking about some of the other things that 
I think need to be talked about. But where do you stand on the issue that seems to come up a lot? Rent control. Where Does a better Cambridge get involved in that? Do they... Where are you on I that? mean, well, rent control is illegal kind of effectively in the state. So right now it's right right now. So it's it's we haven't advocated for it yet. Um, I think that rent control has a really complicated history in oh, sure. the state and in the city. Um, I mean, the the housing market and the economy is so different now that it's really hard to understand what rent control would mean. I think that in you know before 94 in cambridge there was a lot of disinvestment in the city um it was hard to get a loan to develop and kind of maintain your home i think there are a lot of low-income landlords that really struggled to keep their buildings even up to code yeah um because they weren't making much in rent there were a lot of people that you know made a lot of money but didn't pay a lot of rent and that didn't seem fair abuse yeah, so so I think that there are definitely pieces of the way rent control used to work that are challenging, but I think everyone acknowledges that our current system isn't working for right. folks. So, I mean, that's that to me. We've got to figure I, something I, out. Like I, I'm like <laughs> yeah. on both sides of this. I'm yeah. like, you know, part of me likes rent control, part of me doesn't because all the things you said, and it really depends on how it's done. Mm-hmm. But you know, what brings me to even looking at rent control is like when I. You know, when I went to, you know, uh, City Life, uh, Vida Urbana, yeah, yeah. did some protests. Awesome. And one of them was like, their rents were going up 50% overnight. You know, yeah. it's just like, this is what people are dealing with. It's like, what? when is too much of a rent increase enough? You know, I mean, 5%, 10%, 50%? I mean, that's, that to me, it should be somehow, that should be outlawed, that... You no existing tenant should get a fifty percent rent increase yeah. year over year. That to me is just outrageous, um, and I think because you know City Life Vita Urbana has brought an attention to it, maybe they're going to get some relief hopefully. And I think that's the power of organizing in that that group. And yeah, and it's awesome you participated. They're wonderful. They do a good job. I was going to ask you about them too. You like them? You're I I do. Yeah, I think that it's there. There's an interesting dynamic in Boston where um, you know development sometimes feels at odds with keeping, you know, keeping people housed or, you know, when new development is seen as something that's pricing people out, that's, that's definitely a struggle that I think, you know, as ABC, we, we see it as new development is, is important to building more housing for folks and there are a lot of other dynamics at play that are causing displacement that we we see as a huge challenge and a big problem so i think that the work that city life vita urbana does is really important to addressing you know local displacement due to you know houses getting flipped so so many pressures of you know if it's foreign investment if it's you know things getting sold way way above market all that stuff just owning yeah one guy owning almost all the units in malden lords yeah that's what happened creepy stuff you know when when they got a lot of the tenants we talked to that day they when they got the 50 percent rent increase they started looking around for other you know rentals in malden yeah and it turned out every place they tried to rent was the same landlord that just had bought their building and raised it 50% with with the same prices, you know? And then you're out of options and that's not the way we want to build. And that's not the way we want to grow as a city is like a whole bunch of cities. It's a region. It's 
that's all that's all a problem and totally brutal i i think that you know in terms of rent hikes rent control like all of the rent escalation we see it's an important step is just to i think i think we can maybe control the rate of change I hope we can control the rate of change. I don't know how That's we're going to do re- it. That's what I want to Maybe it could be a stopgap or yeah. something just to Berlin get us to we build these yeah. units. Because that's what we really need is to build what, what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I believe that's the solution is to build 100% affordable units to allow dense growth, you know, smart growth. Yeah. Um, another question I want to ask you about, because sure, this is sure. like the big headline when we hear about housing right now is Suffolk Downs. Oh, yeah. What I mean, it's not in Cambridge, but when you look at something like that, wh- what do you kind of like? Because, you know, the mayor of Boston says he did a good job. The mayor of Revere says he did, did a good job. And, you know, I kind of I, I like Mayor's always the saying mayor doing a good job. Revere, you know, I, I <laughs> yeah. think he's a good guy, Brian. But, yeah, yeah. you know, and then City Life Vita Alberta is saying, no, we this is bad. And Bernie, Bernie San- Sanders got involved and said, this is bad. I don't think Bernie knows because it's not it's not his market it's not his neighborhood there i i don't think it's bad when you build new housing i think it's bad when you're displacing people i think it's bad when you're flipping buildings and you're hiking rents up on people like that's a big problem but i think to build a lot of new units where nothing existed before is is not bad so that's kind of do you think there are enough affordable units there oh man i think they're never Units. They're never enough. Yeah, yeah. it's my it's my own yeah. opinion. Like we can do we can do a lot more. So you to think keep we pace. could do better there? I I don't know the details yeah. of the negotiation, yeah, obviously, I and I don't know. You know, I I think that there's there are all sorts of reasons why a developer will say this is this is the affordability mix that we can handle. This is kind of what our risks are, and development is a risk, and that's important to Huge. recognize too. Yeah. So it's you know. It's the product it is. It's good that it's happening because without it, nothing would be happening. And I think we can't be in a position where we're saying no to everything. Uh, I agree. Like I mean, we, we have to let something go through yeah. so we get more housing. Yeah. 617-702-2542. And, you know, I think there's uh, also the argument sometimes that we're like – we're our own worst enemy when we're just looking for perfection in every single yeah, thing. I totally agree. I think agree, that's yeah. like the whole thing with the presidential election. Same page. <laughs> people are getting too upset that they're not going to get their perfect candidate. And it's like, you know, the reality is we, we just need to make sure we, we get a change. Vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone needs to vote. 617-702-2542 is our phone number. I'm Mike Crawford. It's Becca Schofield. Uh, she's the co-chair of a better Cambridge. Uh, it's a better Cambridge dot dot org dot org dot yeah, org. org. You can look them up. Um, we've been talking about affordable housing, affordable development, and this big Cambridge zoning change that they're going to vote on. It looks like it's going to pass. I really hope so. I mean, we're home. up against the clock too because the proposal the key, came right? last Will year. It come yeah. In in time, right? I, yeah, and I really hope so. Um, so if you live in Cambridge and want to write to City Council and say, you know, move this forward. Um, it's going to hopefully come to ordinance committee soon. And then from there it'll, it'll just keep getting, getting pushed along. But the city council votes on it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we want to make sure that we get to a vote before the summer recess. 
um, because if we bleed into the fall, then it will time out and we'll have to kind of start this process all over again. Um, and you know, we've all been to a lot of meetings, talked about the overlay a lot. And I think that, yeah, you, you framed it in a really effective and, and accurate way. I think we, we've really started to understand what it means and what it could do. And we're at the point where we're ready to, ready to have, and this <laughs> have would it help happen. A lot of young people, a lot of working class people to mm-hmm. be able to actually live in Cambridge, maybe live and work at the same place. I mean, oh, what a wow. dream. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you can be from the North shore, right? So you're. I only do it for the show now. <laughs> I, I'm a dog walker up on the North Shore, so I never leave my town except for this show, really. It's um, a good life. But yeah, it is. I mean, at first, I was, I did the commute back to Cambridge, and it was just so... I, I, God bless anyone that does that for even a year. Yeah. I did it for a couple of years. It's terrible. I can't imagine doing that for 20, 30 years. It's just unbelievable that yeah. people do that to themselves. Yeah, it's car time is hard. It's brutal. I feel you. So uh, we're the Young Jerks, and again, I'm Mike Crawford. I want to thank everyone for calling in today. Ed D'Souza, uh, candidate for Massachusetts State Rep. Michelle Mullet, Grant Smith, um, especially Ed. I want to congratulate him too. He's moving forward with River Red River Run Gardens. It's a micro uh, grow up in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Looks like he's going to be opening very soon. It's been a long battle, so congratulations to him. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, the call callers again, especially, you know, talking about Elmo Kyle today, Grant Smith. That was a great call. Thank you so much for that call. You did it better, much better than I could. Uh, if anyone else wants to call in, this is the moment because we're about to wrap it up. 617-702-2542. Don't say we didn't warn you. I know I'm going to hear from like Donna Hackett later. Or oh, someone. of course. Of course. She's yeah. going to be like, I tried to call. I we were we're ready for it. Nadia's we're ready definitely for it. gonna try to call. Yeah, because now I'm imitating her. <laughs> Poorly, <laughs> like I, I would add. do it. Yeah, I'm not good. At, I can do my girlfriend well, but not Donna. Donna's one of a kind. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Donna, I really want to hear from you today. <laughs> now I'm coughing, and I don't have the coronavirus. No one freak out. Right? <laughs> Watch that microphone. <laughs> I just smoke too much. Uh, so, yes, uh, we're speaking of Becca Schofield. I hope I'm not freaking her out now. <laughs> she hasn't gotten up. Uh-huh. I'm afraid Plus, to look up. My, my girlfriend <laughs> was in New York this weekend, and she started coughing in a room. And uh, apparently the whole room, just everyone left the room wow. immediately. Wow. And it wasn't like she was like, you know, she was covering her mouth. But that's yeah. the way it is now. Yeah, it is. It is. Sometimes yeah. people just got to cough. Yeah. Especially someone like me. Yeah. I said I smoke too much. This is the kind of where it comes back to haunt me. I'm gonna be socially ostracized. Uh, oh, even more so <laughs> than <laughs> usual. Thank you, Murph. That's Murphy off the mic. He's he's chipping in today. Thank you, Murph. Yeah, you're welcome. You, Start you, giving people the elbow. He, he gave me the elbow. He gave right. me the elbow right <laughs> yep, there yep. from the from the top rope. I love it. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two is the phone number. Again, it's uh, Becca Schofield's been. Uh, a trooper today she's been awesome uh, from a better cambridge it's a better cambridge.org and uh what we've been talking about a lot is this cambridge zoning change to allow density for 100 percent affordable units which is it makes so much sense from a market perspective from a young person perspective from uh people who are working class that want to actually or even professionals anyone <laughs> who <laughs> wants to live in cambridge at this point because it's just too much money it's too expensive there aren't enough units uh, people are getting gouged. You, if you have a pet, oh God, you can't rent. You know, if you yeah. smoke, you can't rent. I mean, it's it's really ridiculous. If you have bad credit, you can't rent. I mean, 
there's just so many ways that they exclude people now because there aren't enough units and the landlords can just basically decide who they want to yeah. you know it's like a lottery ticket having that right to decide who gets to live in your unit and it's really like that right now uh, so we need more units we need affordable units this is a great way to really open it up in cambridge so i want to thank you so much for coming in and explaining and discussing this becca schofield thanks so much for having me i i love talking about this stuff it's you know, housing is personal to everybody right and you know we we see a lot of how cities are changing in the way that we we wish we could open up cambridge and and other cities around the state and country more to people that really you know want those resources want those jobs want want that access um, so I, you know, I hope that the affordable housing overlay goes through. I hope it also becomes a model for other places that are dealing with similar issues of cost, gentrification, displacement, um, just as a way to help the affordable housing field and the affordable housing resources keep pace with some market development. I just, I think, I think that's going to be a good way to go. And, and we really, yeah, gotta, gotta take some next steps there. So thanks. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope you guys keep us in, you know, updated. Absolutely, especially yeah. when when this is coming like to a hearing or a vote, we we want to get the word out. Yeah, for sure. I'll I'll definitely I'll call in now. I got Perfect. the number. You got the number. <laughs> yeah, I've had enough time. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two, and like I always say, if you if you missed the show this week or you listen back on the replay, put the phone number in your phone book so you have it and you know, you know, it's always the same number. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Put it in your phone book right now. Um, but we're, we are over. We're done for the week. I want to thank uh, all our listeners, people commenting online, uh, especially our phone callers, Ed D'Souza, Michelle Mullet, and Grant Smith for calling in this week. And I especially want to thank Brian Murphy behind the board. Thank you, Mike. Risking the coronavirus uh, to do good duty. Well, I'm, I'm going straight to wash my hands yeah, right after. All of us are. Yeah, and yeah. I want to thank uh, also risking coronavirus is Becca Schofield, the co-chair of A Better Cambridge, to bring us all this information and education today. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, and thanks for all the questions. It's really great. Awesome. And uh, again, we're Mike, um, Mike Crawford. We're the Young Jerks. You can definitely follow, subscribe, rate us, review us on iTunes and all those other places you get your podcasts. It's much appreciated. Helps us get a lot more listeners, which a lot of you have been doing. And we're starting to like chart on some of them, like tune in. I notice that we're like starting to yeah. creep yeah. up. We're, yeah. we're yeah. starting to show yeah. up. We're starting to get more and more like listeners on there. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for doing all that good work, uh, listeners, on the, uh, especially the iTunes too. That's another one. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. Thank you. Overcast is another one we get a lot of listeners on. Yeah, so I want to thank everyone. And also, if you haven't, Make sure that you are subscribing on midnightmass.substack.com. You can put your email address in there. We have a lot of written content that we put out. Uh, Grant Smith that called in earlier is also one of our writers. Uh, we've had a lot of great uh, content on there. Definitely put your email, subscribe if you haven't. There's also a way you can chip in some money to support what we do. $5 a month goes a long way. I want to thank some of our new uh, subscribers on there as well. And I also want to mention our Facebook group, The Young Jerks. If you're in a political campaign, if you have a cause, post your content. Join that group. We have, what, 1,700 people, and a lot of them are politicians. Right, Nika right. Allegato is the, in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we got the, we got the, the real you people of Boston. Your, yeah. your content. We, yep. we got the, yeah, so join that group, and if you're into uh, what we do, which is advocacy, issues, politics, cannabis, join that group. Post your information. Network. Check it out. Young Jerks. All right, I'm Mike Crawford. We're out of here. We'll be back next Sunday, 5 p.m. 
if we survive. If uh, that's right, if we're not if we're if not zombies from The Walking Dead by then. Governor Charlie Baker doesn't call a quarantine on the state by then. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, we'll we'll be here. We'll, well be no here. matter what, I'll still put a podcast out. From exactly. Home. You just need to. You just need There'll your, be your phone, and you'll be able to get some content out there. We'll see you soon, Mike Crawford. Bye. Yeah, who's on the phone? Hi, who's calling? Hey, this here's Kyle up in Maine. Hey, man. What's going on? Dude, I got to say something about Juggalos, first of all. They're terrible people. Their music is horrible. <laughs> but they do uh, absolutely donate a lot of stuff to charity. Um, so why would you say yeah, they're terrible people I, if they I mean, donate money to charity? In, in, the battle, in the battle between Juggalos versus Nazis, the Juggalos win. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. They should be made illegal because they're horrible. <laughs> what about, what about, what about deadheads? Dirty, skeevy, skeevy people. What about deadheads? <laughs> man, the guy you got in studio or whatever running for Republican uh, Congress talking about ac- accountability and government that's funny <laughs> <laughs> oh you're on a roll today oh man oh, what a joke dude <laughs> that's a good one. Oh wow oh man but, so you, uh, do you have any questions you guys, i'm looking forward to the freedom rally i'm going to be sitting on a solventless extractions panel hopefully yelling at people on the main stage rest in peace mickey martin mike you're freaking awesome dude do i get to meet and, you uh, i'm so excited now you've never met kyle oh, yeah, wait absolutely. oh wait I've, I've met you before hi oh Jesus my god Christ. <laughs> this is charlie baker yeah, I, did, I think i met you once. Yeah, we totally met. I know who this is now. Ah. Do you have any yep, questions for yep. Do you have any questions for uh, uh, the, the guest, John? I know you just uh, threw no, that. I, I care very little for what swine like that say or think. Ooh. Oh, he hasn't even been elected yet. <laughs> oh. Man, he wants to, he wants to legalize marijuana completely on the federal oh, yeah. level. Oh, you can't up. <sighs> Do you hang up? Troll. Oh. That was not a ringing endorsement. Oh. <laughs> well, it's we okay. Wrong, it's he like lives in Maine. We, we got tons of phone calls. This is like on the Baba Booey line. <laughs> I kind of love it. Like, that was yeah. an epic call. Yeah, that was Kyle, really good. It was a little almost of a line of rude to our guests, but I love like, it. It was, pretty fu- it was pretty funny. Like, so everybody has a right to their opinion. There you go. And, who's on the phone? Yeah, who's on the phone? <laughs> The Young Jerks would like to thank Canna Provisions, a legal recreational dispensary, cannabis dispensary, in Lee, Massachusetts, for their financial support of the Young Jerks program and podcast. Thank you, Canna Provisions. CannaProvisionsGroup.com, the widest selection of flower and cannabis products of any dispensary in Massachusetts. CannaProvisionsGroup.com.